Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 14 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. I'm so glad that you're here with me today as I chat about tarot versus oracle. A question that anytime I do a live or I've done a Q&A, people ask me about what's the difference, what should they start with, is one better than the other. So I thought very similar to how I did the grimoire versus Book of Shadows, I thought that I would do a tarot versus oracle episode just to give like the basics of tarot and oracle and the differences. So, you know, you can have a general understanding of that. I also wanted to say hello because it's been two weeks. I took an extra week off in between episodes, obviously. The last episode was the in bulk episode to do some housekeeping things. I decided to close my Comfy Cozy Apothecary, which I'm actually going to talk about um, in the Comfy Cozy Witchy segment a little bit more. And I'll get into that in just a moment. And I also wanted to spend some time with family. So I really took some time to do a lot of kitchen witchery and baking with my son and cooking and just being and spending time together. So let me go into what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. As many of you know, because I've talked about this on my podcast before, I've also talked about this on my lives, my tea time on Friday. I've discussed my need to always be going and doing. In fact, I I did a whole segment in one episode about just sitting back and being. It may have been the mindfulness episode. I can't quite remember. um, Or the meditation episode. And I have been finding, I had been finding over the last month or two that I was not giving myself a lot of time with my family because a lot of my downtime was spent fulfilling orders and doing things for my comfy cozy apothecary, which if you remember, makes me feel comfy cozy. I enjoy, I so enjoy creating things and putting intention into all the goods that I had in the apothecary, the from the bath salts to the spell jars, to the balms, to everything. But what I was realizing is that was taking a lot of my energy. And that was also taking a lot of my time because I was creating everything, which I enjoyed doing it, but it still took a lot of energy and time. And so I was creating things and preparing orders and shipping things out. And I found myself doing a lot of that whenever I would be home with my son. So during his homeschooling hours, I was multitasking, which is fine. I mean, I multitask all the time while he homeschools, but there were days where I was I was barely paying attention to him because I was trying to fulfill orders and I was packing and shipping things off. And so it got to a point where I sat down and I had to evaluate all the things that I have going on in my life and my priorities and what was most fulfilling to me and what made me feel my best um, and what just kind of meshed with my with spirit, really. And I was getting a lot of readings in my card pulls telling me, 
over and over again to slow down, relax, take some time for yourself. And I've talked about this before. I'm always trying to do that. But I'm the one who decided to have the apothecary and have this going on and that going on and this and that. And, and so, you know, that is, that was completely on me. So I made the decision after thinking it over carefully and, and talking it over to close the apothecary until at least the summer or fall, whenever my son goes back to school, because this year due to COVID, I was homeschooling him and and I still have months, five months left of homeschooling, and I want to give him that attention. I don't want my afternoons to be me creating things and me shipping out packages while my son just sits around by himself, watches TV, or plays video games. I want to be more intentional with my time spent with him because, and I mentioned this on my live yesterday, because he's already seven, and I know... When he gets to be about nine or 10, from what I'm told, he's not going to want to be around mom as much anymore. And I'm, I might look back and be sad about the time that I was spending doing other things when I had the perfect opportunity to just be in the present with my son. So I will say that that decision was a tough decision, obviously a bittersweet decision to close the apothecary for now, but it was needed. And truly, there is, it is making me feel comfy and cozy and a little witchy that I've chosen to do that and am redirecting my time um, and focusing on my family more. So again, it was a tough decision, but I'm happy. I'm happy now that I made that. I sent out just this morning the last 18 orders. So I had I had a closing sale. I sent out the last 18 orders and I packed them up last night. And it was funny because as soon as I packed up the last order, it was like a sigh of relief. A weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I know that sounds strange because I oh, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoyed. I enjoy my apothecary, enjoy doing that, but now it is one less thing that I need to think about so I can really be mindful and in the present, excuse me, and intentional with what I'm doing. So this morning, typically on a Saturday morning, I would have been packing more orders uh, or figuring out a social media post for the business or doing something related to the apothecary. But instead, we went for a two-mile walk as a family. Uh, We didn't put it off. Like, we could just go out, even though there's still snow on the ground and it's very cold. We bundled up. We went for a two-mile walk, came home, relaxed together, made myself a cup of coffee. So that's been nice. And I wouldn't have been able to do that last weekend. I mean, last Saturday, (laughs) I was packing orders half the day. And so I missed that time with my family. So that is what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy right now, even though it isn't my usual, like one item, a book, or something that's going on. I felt that I wanted to share that with you because at the end of the day, it really does make me feel good that that I made that decision. And I do want to add, you all have been so supportive of that decision and so supportive of me scaling back 
And if I take a week off from the podcast, you all are okay with it. If I have shut, you know, I'm shutting down my shop. I had so many messages of encouragement and well wishes and excitement for whenever it opens again. So I truly am grateful for that. And I thank you all for that. So I want to go into tarot versus oracle cards next. So I have to admit, I just recorded for eight minutes about tarot and oracle cards, but I I realized as I was talking, I was giving a background and information all about tarot, like breaking down the major arcana, the minor arcana, looking at numerology, uh, looking at the different suits and the elements and what they mean and the super conscious and the conscious self. And it was just getting really deep. (laughs) And I thought, you know what? I think I need to do an episode just breaking down tarot, a different episode of just breaking down tarot, because I wanted this episode to be a general overview of tarot and oracle and the similarities and differences. So I do want to say that I will come back and I will do an episode just on the tarot, the history, breaking it down for you. But I do today want to focus, as I said, on tarot versus oracle cards. Very much like I did when I talked about the grimoire versus Book of Shadows. Just a quick overview of both. Um, So you can decide and people can decide which they might be drawn to, what they might want to try out first, if you're new to reading. And because I know many listeners have messaged me, emailed me um, over the last, oh gosh, few months asking for recommendations for tarot and oracle, which they should use, which I like better, which I prefer. And I will tell you uh, by the end of the episode, I'll let you know which I work with more. Um, But I felt drawn to do this episode because so many people were asking about the differences. So let's start a little bit with tarot. Tarot cards have been around longer than oracle cards. Tarot cards started in the early 1300s. Um, It was a version that just had basically playing cards. It had four suits. And uh, eventually, this game was turned into a divinatory tool in the 17 to 1800s, when this French occultist developed the idea as tarot as fortune telling, um, by incorporating it into a more um, intuitive and esoteric system of the five suits representing the elements, um, adding in numerology and uh, meaning to the different numbers and the different types of cards and the different suits and the major arcana, the minor arcana. But again, I don't want to go into too much detail yet about that because I will do a a whole episode on that background. So the tarot as we know it and use it today, as most people use it today, is a deck that consists of 78 cards. If we are looking at the traditional tarot, it's 78 cards. Some deck creators have taken the liberty to add cards or subtract cards. But 
The tarot is 78 cards broken into the major arcana, which are the 22 first cards of the tarot deck. And the major arcana cards, these cards represent large life lessons that come together to form something called the fool's journey because the fool is card number zero. And then it goes through to card number 21, which is the world. So it goes through this fool's journey from innocence to self-actualization um, and individuation. So that is the major arcana. Then you have the minor arcana, which are the suits and the five elements. And this this is the case for 95 to 99% of tarot cards. And I, I'm not giving a specific number. I don't know if that's the actual number, but I'm assuming, I'm guessing it's 95 to 99% of tarot decks follow the 78 card system with the major arcana and the minor arcana. When it comes to tarot, each card does have a meaning and it is, it's kind, it's nice to know the meanings of the cards, the general meanings of the cards. It's okay to read intuitively. And I always recommend reading intuitively, you know, what, what pings you get from looking at a card, a tarot card. But it is, it's very beneficial to you, to the reader, to have, or the user, to have an understanding of the tarot and understand that the major arcana does represent this fool's journey and the different suits that come along with it. So again, tarot has the 86 or yeah, the 78 cards. <laughs> it is broken down into major arcana, minor arcana, and then you have your four suits in that as well. And you also have numerology built in. So let's start with the suits. So in tarot, you have your suits that are related to the elements. So wands is related to fire. Cups is related to water. Swords is related to air. And pentacles goes with earth. So again, you have your four suits, four elements. And that is in every tarot deck. Now, sometimes they're called something different. For example, uh, pentacles could be coins. I've seen them as stones as well. But traditionally, you see the wands, cups, swords, and pentacles. Wands, anytime a wand is chosen, it's going to deal with your creativity, your passion, drive, inspiration, energy, because that's related to fire. When it comes to the cups, that's dealing with your emotions and intuition, relationships, instincts, that's emotional, that's um, water, related to water. Anytime a sword is drawn, and now we're looking, you know, this is the minor arcana, a sword is drawn, we're thinking of your thoughts, ideas, communications, how you handle conflict. All of those have to do with swords or air. And then when it comes to pentacles, that's earth. The material world, what is in the present, nature, finances, money, health, those things are revealed in the pentacles. So it is good to have that basic understanding when you're going to read tarot. 
for yourself or for someone else. Tarot cards also um, come with, they come with a guidebook. Typically, you have your guidebook that explains the meanings of the cards, that gives you a background of the cards, that explains what the different elements are. And every tarot deck, so every tarot deck, (laughs) if you pull let's say the five of pentacles and fives traditionally are not the most positive cards, but I just chose the five of pentacles. It's going to mean the same thing, no matter what version of the tarot you are using. So you could use the Rider Waite, which is the the traditional tarot deck, or you could have a modern translation um, of the five of pentacles, but it's all going to be pretty much the same meaning, the same thing. It's just you might, I'm sorry, it's just that artwork might be more appealing in either a traditional or a more contemporary deck. It's just up to what you like. But any tarot deck you pick up, the cards are essentially going to mean the same thing. Every card will mean the same thing. So the Ace of Wands in one deck is going to mean the ace of is the same thing as the ace of wands in the next deck and the next deck and the next deck. Um, it's just the artwork is different and you might get some different intuitive hits hits. But again, let me just go over it quickly. Tarot, 78 cards, major arcana, minor arcana. Um, you have your four elements, which are the wands, cups, swords, pentacles, and this goes for every single deck. Your major arcana goes from the fool's journey to the world. And then you have your your numerology as well. Your ace, so your ones through tens. And then you have your your knights, your queens, your your kings, etc. So, which are which are also part of the which are the court cards. All right. So those court cards are also part of every single tarot deck, pages, knights, queens, kings. So that's that's a nice little overview, I think, of the tarot. When it comes to oracle cards, however, no two oracle decks are alike, whereas you might have tarot decks that are similar. Um, no two oracle card decks are the same. Every deck has a different meaning and all of the cards in the different decks have a different meaning depending on A, how you interpret them, but mainly on how the creator has created the decks and created the cards. When it comes to oracle cards, you have a variety of types. There are oracle cards that, yes, focus on the elements. I'm looking at an Oracle card deck right now that is my Witchlings deck, which is a whole bunch of cute little witches that tell you to do things like relax or banish something or work on protection. Um, Another deck I'm looking at right now is the Green Witches Oracle, which is herbs and flowers and vegetables from the garden. (laughs) So as you can see, they don't follow a similar structure. And... um, Oracle cards, too, I find are, there's more room for interpretation because not every card means the same thing. Whereas you have tarot cards that that 
are very specific because all the five of pentacles mean the same thing. It's very specific. You can get, I think, more solid answers to problems if you want like a specific resolution. You can get that better from tarot than maybe oracle. Oracle is just um, a general affirmation or a general piece of guidance. Whereas tarot can really, I think, get to the nitty gritty and um, what the words just aren't coming to the words aren't coming to me very well today, ladies and gentlemen, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, tarot can tell your story a little bit better and give you specific guidance um, as to what what you need to do or what your next steps are or what path it is that you're on. Um, but the what's similar about those tarot and oracle they both, no matter what, they're tapping into your current energy. And this is how what I feel about reading tarot and oracle cards, that they tap into the, the person's current energy and give you answers or give you guidance depending on where you are in the present. So no matter if you're reading tarot cards or if you choose to pick up an oracle card deck, um, the answers that you seek or the answers you get are going to come from what you are putting out, what energy you're putting out there. I do want to say that. So again, tarot decks, they're all pretty much the same. Now you can get different artwork. Um, I have a Witch's Wisdom tarot deck and I have the Spirit Song tarot deck and I have a couple Rider Waite Universal tarot decks. Um, I have a Jane Austen, so a literary tarot deck, but I know, oh, and then my Ember and Aura, which is one of my favorite, 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 favorite tarot decks. Um, and they're all so different in artwork, but I know when I pick them up that the meanings of the cards are essentially going to be the same. My Oracle decks. So I have my Witchlings deck, my Ritual deck, my, oh gosh, my Green Witch deck, my moon deck, my oracle of the fairies deck, my goddess wisdom, my goddess power deck. I could go on and on. My spirit animals deck. Um, I have a lot. I have a lot of oracle card decks. I, I get different answers from every single deck because no two cards are the same. I hope this is making sense. I feel like I'm talking in circles right now, but I hope it, it is making sense in some of your heads out there. <laughs> Um, it's making sense for me at least, but it's because I do, I know the difference, but I'm trying to articulate that. And I feel like I'm not doing a really great job and I'm really trying. Um, so you can feel free to reach out and ask me specific questions if you want to about tarot versus Oracle. When it comes to advice on what to start with, it's really up to you. Um, if you're drawn, if you're really drawn to tarot, start with tarot. If you're feeling really called to picking up an oracle card deck, then start with an oracle card deck. If you're in the in the very beginning stages and you don't know, like you don't know which one you would prefer, my personal recommendation, and again, this is just me, my personal recommendation would be to start with oracle cards because they not, not they're not as specific and because there's no studying that you have to do with them. I find when it comes to tarot, it's good to sit down, read a book or two, learn the cards, learn the suits, learn the arcanas, 
learn the meanings behind all of them. So there's some studying that, that you have to do when it, and work when it comes to the tarot. But I recommend, again, picking up an oracle deck because they give general guidance. I also think starting with oracle would be a good idea because that allows you to practice using your intuition and just focus on the intuitive part of reading. Whereas if you start with the tarot, you might get lost in in studying and lost in the literal meanings that you miss some of those intuitive hits that you get from looking at some of the cards and the artwork and the feeling that you get with your senses, your clear senses. So I would say start with oracle cards because then you can really tap into your intuition. And and start journaling about your cards every single day. Pull a card or two. You could even start with an oracle card and a tarot deck simultaneously and have two different journals or even one journal where you write down your pools for the day and feel and, and write down your feelings surrounding those pools. Were they accurate? Do they, you know, did they resonate with what you are going through? in your life, in the current moment, and see which you connect with better, and then stick with that deck for a little while. But again, my advice is just to start with Oracle if you're brand, brand new, and then move into tarot, or do a little tarot studying on the side as you get to know your intuition a little bit better. As I said, I started with tarot. Um, I And I go through, over the years, I've gone through periods where I read more tarot, and then Oracle and then tarot and then Oracle. Recently, I have been doing a lot of Oracle card reading and I've just been really drawn to Oracle card decks. There are some beautiful decks out there. I've talked about my favorites before. You know, I pull from the ritual deck uh, pretty much every episode. My Witchlings deck now is one of my favorites. My Moon deck I'm pulling from often when I want a little bit of magical inspiration for my writing. I pull from my Oracle of the Fairies deck. And that's, that's a really sweet deck. When I want to tap into some, some goddess power, I pick up my goddess deck and we'll do some meditations surrounding that. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm really enjoying my oracle cards, my oracle readings. I will pull tarot here and there now. Um, I was pulling the last, for about three weeks straight, I was pulling just tarot, but I've gone back to my oracle cards because I just kept keep being pulled in that direction. So again, whatever is resonating with you, whatever you are feeling drawn to, I would say go with it. And if it, if that's tarot, awesome, go with it. Read the guidebook that comes along with the tarot deck. Do some research. Uh, Google is your friend. There's a lot of great research on Google. Reach out to other friends, other witches. Um, reach out to me if you want to and, and shoot me a quick message. But again, it's, it's completely whatever you are drawn to. So overview, tarot. All decks follow the 78 cards, follow the suits, follow the major and minor arcana, and require a little bit more work and give you more specific answers to questions that you are asking. Uh, Oracle general information. No two decks are alike in the number of cards or in the artwork and is a really, an 
Oracle is a really great starting point as well. Now, I, I will mention quickly that with both tarot and Oracle, it's not just like you're pulling one card at a time, which you can. You can pull a daily card, but they also have spreads that you can do. There are traditional tarot spreads. There are Oracle spreads that you can use for different areas of your life. But that, I think, could be a whole other, <laughs> a whole other episode on doing spreads. But that's something that you could look into as well. So I hope that... I hope that that was clear. Again, I feel like I was just rambling on and I've said that before, but many of you have told me you like whenever I ramble. So there you go. This is a rambling episode. Uh, But I wanted to give you just a little overview of tarot versus oracle. Again, whatever it is that you're drawn to is where I would start. And now I want to go into the card of the week. All right, so I'm going to go into the card of the week. And before I do, I just want to mention, I am going to use my Witchlings deck, which is an Oracle card deck, which I'm loving lately. And I want to tell you that yesterday I had pulled from two different decks. I pulled from my Moon deck first, and my message was rest. And proper rest makes you feel better and look better and all about rest and I journal a little bit about that. And I, I knew that it resonated right away because I was exhausted yesterday. And you can probably hear it a bit in my voice today. I'm tired today as well. My, my goal today is to rest after I'm done recording this. And you probably heard a little bit of my tiredness in the episode and talking in circles, so my apologies. But I first pulled yesterday that rest card. And I decided to do another pull from my Witchling deck. And as I was shuffling, I had a jumper. So I call cards that hop out of the deck like jumpers or hoppers that they just pop right out. And the card that jumped out of my Witchling's deck just a few moments later was relaxation. To stop my world from spinning by partaking in well-deserved moments of rest and relaxation. So both cards pointed me to resting, which I knew that I have needed for quite some time. And then last night, after I had finished packing all my orders and I had cleaned my office and gotten it, gotten it back to being my sacred space again, not filled with all of my apothecary goodies, um, I sat down at my, my one small altar on the floor and I meditated for a bit and then I decided to pull a card And the card that I pulled was that same card from the morning, the relaxation, stopping my world from spinning. And that was a very clear sign from my guides that it was time to take a break. It was the right time to close my shop. And now was time to rest and relax a little bit. And something I will add quickly before I go into the card reading that I didn't mention in the the major, the, the main topic of this episode, which I should have clearly mentioned, any cards, no matter if they're tarot or oracle cards, when you are doing a reading, you are tapping into, I said before, your energy, but you're tapping into your higher self, you're tapping into those, your guides. And 
your your guides are giving you advice and guidance and direction, no matter if you are reading tarot or if you are reading oracle cards, because they know you, your guides, spirit, goddess, what have you, whatever you you call that, um, they know you, they know what you need. Spirit, my guides have known for some time that I need to take more time for myself, that I need more rest and more relaxation because not getting that manifests in anxiety and manifests in me doing too much, manifests in negative ways. Um, So my guides were clearly trying to hit me across my head (laughs) with all of these cards saying, rest, rest, relax, 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 rest, rest. So I did just want to mention that. Okay, so let's go into the pool for this week. I'm pulling from a different deck, my Witchlings deck. Here we go. Okay, so the card is Wisdom. I like this. Inner wisdom nurtures the skills necessary to see through all possibilities. And the witchling that goes along with wisdom, her name is Lotus. And she says, wisdom is more than just knowledge. It's not about how much you know. Wisdom comes from inner guidance and the experiences that help you grow. And she reminds us that we have access to the powers of higher information that extends beyond our understanding and how perfect for this episode because we have access, everybody, we have access to that higher information of knowing through our cards, through divinatory methods, through the tarot, through the oracle cards. The purpose of inner wisdom is to help you stay on course. This inner guidance evolves day by day as you strive for greater well-being. Inner wisdom is referred to as your higher consciousness, which is the link between your physical being and your spiritual being. The source of inner wisdom is accessed from the quiet of the mind, opening doors you never thought were there to be opened. Your inner wisdom or higher self is always there for healing and guidance. Allow it to guide and nourish you. Attaining greater wisdom is an ongoing adventure and your personal path toward inner wisdom will be blissful. By paying more attention to your inner guidance, your life can be greatly enriched. And again, a great way to tap into that is through the use of cards. I love how the pools connect. They connect. Spirit knows. See, I've said that before. Spirit knows. Usually the card that I pull connects somehow to the episode. And I just love that. I think it's so magical. So everybody, thank you for joining me on this episode. If you like what I'm doing here with the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast, please feel free to follow, to rate, to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And I do want to do a quick shout out because I had a number of new reviews come out since my last episode. So first off, I want to say thank you to... Oh, wait, how, how did I just lose it? Uh, oh, to Cat232. You said, it's a wonderful podcast that I do a fabulous job of explaining everything. Thank you. I feel like today I rambled a little bit, but you know what? It happens. <laughs> a wonderful calming tone and a pleasure to listen to. Thank you so much, Cat232. That makes my day. 
Um, Michael, Michael, I see Michael Spirit 333 commented, hi, Michael, that you like how I demystify the craft and bring it into a magical, comfy, cozy world. That means a lot saying that. That's really cute. Thank you. I try to do that. Um, I want to bring you all into my comfy, cozy world because I want to be comfy, cozy all the time. I'm sitting here in my comfy, cozy sweatshirt and my leggings. It's what I do. Jacks of spades. Thank you for your comment. Um, Great for beginners. I love that you're new to the world of witchery and you find this very helpful. I am so glad. And you like the history of pagan celebrations. And I seem like a cozy person. I love that. I am. I am a cozy person. Although I talk about go, go, going and being on the go a lot. At heart, I am. Yes, at heart, I am just a comfy, cozy person. Sorry if that got weird or cut off funny there. Somebody called me while I was recording, and so it cut everything off. So, But thank you all for those really kind comments. Please continue rating and reviewing. The more ratings, the more this can get out to people who are interested in comfy, cozy witchiness. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. You can also find me on the Facebook group, which is the Comfy Cozy Witchery Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group that is growing daily um, where we share just Comfy Cozy Witchy things. It's a lot of fun. And you can always email me at ComfyCozyWitch at gmail.com. And you can also support me by checking out my witchy business, which is the Fit Witch challenge. So that is it for today. Again, thank you for joining me. And until the next episode, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.